Hey folks, I'm Eugene. Welcome to Valley Naval Gazing, a podcast produced weekly by valleyindy.org. It's a nonprofit news site headquartered in Ansonia, Connecticut, overlooking the beautiful Naugatuck River. I'm joined by my co-host, reporter, Ethan Fry. G'day, mate. So, a little Australia action. Uh, they've been in the news recently. Today is what? Friday, February 3rd, noon, as we record this for uh, publishing on Monday the 6th and to be heard on WNHH 103.5 LPFM within the city of New Haven. And I think this will be our first. We, we, we have a... We got bumped by uh, Babs. Mm. Babs took over our, our 9 a.m. shot. Drive that, time slot. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We apparently we weren't pulling in the ratings. It's okay. They did the same thing to Opie on a- uh, The latest Armatrons came out or whatever. Something came <laughs> out, yeah. Arbitron, I don't know. Arbitron. The Arbitron ratings were weak for Valley Naval Gazing, so we got we got moved from a Monday 9 a.m. slot to an afternoon drive time or an afternoon now we're lunch. We're up against Francesa now, so- but here's my thing. Like, I think we're going to be on at 12 p.m., which is actually that's a peak time when people okay, go online. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's actually it's actually beneficial uh, to us. And and WNHH, by the way, has been knocking it out of the park yeah. with their Facebook yeah. Live. Mm-hmm. So I thought we would talk about a couple of things. Maybe uh, right off the bat, should we talk about uh, shootings in Ansonia? That seems mm. to be the big thing people are talking about. As we record this on on Friday, it could this could be very well old news by Monday. They could make an arrest. I mean, who knows? This is there's been what four shootings in two months mm-hmm. in the city of Ansonia, and just talk about the a little bit about the the latest one. The latest one was pretty serious. We're talking shot in the face here. It's yeah, this was on uh, uh, near the YMCA at State and Union Streets in Ansonia. A man was in a in a car and was shot multiple times uh, in the torso. And then once in the jaw uh, is what the police said. He's uh, listed in serious condition um, at the hospital. Um, Serious but stable is what they say. Uh, You know, it's under investigation. Police obviously aren't going to divulge a lot about uh, an open investigation. Um, But, uh, yeah, as you said, there's been four since November 28th. the police suspect one was like a domestic issue, I think, um, but they're trying to determine whether uh, they're all, you know, some of them are related uh, to each other or not. But we talked to, uh, I talked to Mayor Cassetti for a f- just a few minutes. And this is just Friday morning, this, this morning, morning as we yeah. record this. So let's just go, because I mean, one thing that's happening is when a, there's a situation like this, when there's a bunch of shootings, uh, especially when it's out, you know, on an open street like that mm-hmm. in a heavily populated mm-hmm. uh, part of town, People get nervous and they want some reassurance. At least they want to, and they want to know what's going on. But mm-hmm. police, on the other hand, can only say so much. Mm-hmm. So let's go to your talk with Mayor Cassetti. I did. I edited this. There's gonna. It's rough editing. We didn't. I didn't cut really anything out that the the mayor's saying, but I I condensed it uh, to make it flow. So here's Mayor Cassetti. Mayor, thanks so much for thanks for having me talking with uh, me for a few minutes. First of all, just anything new about any of? Uh... No, it's under investigation right now. It's possible that they they may be connected to the previous shootings that occurred, but the residents have nothing to worry about. The police are on top of everything uh, with this here. Oh. No, these are out of towners that are coming into our town, and you know it may be gang related. I don't know. I mean, it's it's under investigation. I mean, they end up in Ansonia. Mm-hmm. You know, it, one like, was in the North End, and this one here is now over here in the Second Ward. Mm-hmm. And it, like, is it a matter of like, can you just say like, 
put more patrols on the streets or any like we is have it, is, we have patrols listen i'm out every morning very early um i get up early and i'm and i see the patrols up and down main street on the north end i travel the north end i tra- travel the west side early in the morning and, and i see the police out and about so the patrols are there and the chief has control of it so it's, do you think it's just a matter of uh you know the detectives uh you know finding I don't know. Has a suspect been ID'd yet? Can no. You say or okay. no, they haven't. They, I believe they haven't found anybody yet. So it's, they're uncooperative. The uh, yeah, that was something I wanted to ask you about. I, at the uh, police commission meeting Wednesday, um, Chief Hale talked a little bit about this and said uh, the victim in the recent case was, I think the words he used were, was completely uncooperative. Uncooperative. And um, that's something we hear a lot. I mean, not just in Ansonia, right. other shootings that we've covered over the years is that. You know, the victims don't want to talk to police. Um, you know, you said the other day, if you see something, say something. I mean, how, like, how, how, how difficult it is, is it for, uh, for the police and the, that sort these of... These are different individuals, you know. These guys probably are gang members, and they're, they don't want to say anything. But I, I believe that if you see something, you should say something. An ordinary citizen should definitely say something. Okay, thanks so much for uh, giving us a few minutes of your time. Thank you. Okay, so that was uh, Mayor Cassetti uh, saying that he had not heard whether there had been a suspect. And uh, it reminds me of when we launched the Valley Indian in 2009, there was a bunch of shootings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Valley. And it, it was basically, you know, two or three people, uh, you know, two groups of people uh, that was mm-hmm. shooting. A d- then, drug dealing organization. Well, it, it started off, it was like somebody got shot and then somebody got shot because of revenge. And then mm-hmm. it was all... It all gets sort of complicated and bizarre, but eventually, uh, a number of those people were caught and put in, put in jail. Not necessarily for the exact crimes they committed. Some of the shootings uh, in Derby, I'm thinking of specifically, but uh, it, you know, four shootings in in two months is a little unusual. Uh, so we'll and yeah, we'll and see that's what like that's there. something I've asked police, you know, directly as you know, going back to that, you know, the last time there was we saw like a, you know, it's hard to. Spate? Choose a word, yeah, spate or something, a, 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 an escalation in violence in a short period of time. It was, you know, uh, as you said, like related uh, to that, to that sort connected. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they, like, again, police can't, you know, before they've, you know, while the investigation's still open, they were sort of hesitant to comment on that. Yeah, so I guess hang tight, everybody. And who knows, maybe by the time this posts Monday, they'll have been in arrest. Mm-hmm. So you want to go over the most read stories of the week on ValleyIndy.org? Yeah, yeah, um, and I just, I just, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm, he, I just got on, the, the political season has started in the city of Derby, which oh, is because uh, I've got my does first. It ever, does it ever end? I've got my first accusation of almost bias, you know, mm. and it's just uh, from someone who doesn't even read. I love when people don't read the publication and just make assumptions, and and that's that. Welcome to uh, 2017 media media literacy. Mm. All right. There, I'm not going to say anything more. I'm bitter. Number five. This is the most read stories of the past week. Number five. Comic Artie Lang talks Howard Stern, Donald Trump forces us to use our bleep button. That was the uh, impromptu podcast you did with uh, former Stern show host, participant. Co-host. One of the Beatles, Artie Lang. Or no, not one of the Beatles. Famously replaced one of the Beatles. Excuse me. A inside reference to the Howard Stern show. That podcast has legs. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that was a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. 
Uh, number four, this was a story only posted last night, inside Farrell's new $11 million headquarters. It's probably number three or two by now because I did check these numbers a few hours ago. Uh, but that's uh, the chief financial officer and operations director, Paul Zepp, of uh, the new Farrell building on uh, uh, in the Fountain Lake development. Graciously uh, let me go in there last month and uh, Pretty amazing. take a bunch of pictures. Because it's like, not yeah, you know, yeah. you, nowadays if a country just decides, I mean a country, if a company decides to stay in America, mm. it's news. This one's not only staying in America, it's staying in Connecticut, and it's staying in Ansonia, mm -hmm. which is just sort of unheard of. Mm -hmm. And then, so. uh, yeah, and there's a... a Pretty hefty investment from a uh, from their parent company, a German conglomerate. So nice to see some foreign direct investment, as a commenter noted. Uh, number three, I think this story was Monday. Uh, feds say Derby botched Opera House grant. Uh, that was about the Derby alderman voting uh, to repay, I think, $110,000 yeah. from a grant uh, for the Sterling Opera House. Uh, number two. The f this was uh, four shootings in two months in Ansonia. That was a, a follow-up we ran this week um, after the most recent shooting. And the number one story was man shot in Ansonia. That was just a you know the the initial story um, this week about that that shooting we've been talking about for a few minutes. Sorry, I just got buzzed on my phone. Yeah, I'm getting messages too. It's really it's annoying. Yeah, so that was that. All right, we'll see you next time. No, uh, what, what about? Do we uh, want to do uh, some reader comments? Yeah, we were. I thought one thing we could pull out is some of our best reader comments that you know weren't that made it through our curse word filter. Uh, well, though, like the first one, I wanted to uh, sort of highlight. Not one of the most read stories of the week, but I was surprised how much it was read. Uh, we had. Uh, 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 we Spit it worked, out, boys. We, we Spit had, it out. We worked with uh, Aaron Berkowitz from the Shelton Herald uh, on a story about um, the Shelton Planning and Zoning Commission not keeping adequate records of its meetings uh, about a you know very controversial uh, development that they're contemplating on Bridgeport Avenue. And uh, as, as I said, I was surprised by the amount of... of readers and, and commenters that weighed in um, but Beth one of the comments Beth Chiron says uh, the chairman says audio recordings are sufficient then says the board likes referring to written minutes can't be done with only audio recordings they got caught red-handed now excuses and blaming begins so it seems that uh, you know like with a, a story about like FOI or transparency issues um, the, it's always sort of when you're writing about it as a reporter, it's always like the danger is, you know, it's just basically like you're upset about something and you know, you're, you're, you know, it, it's like you're part of the story, but, um, it was interesting to see and, and frankly, uh, good to see people, just regular people in, in the city caring so much about transparency and knowing what their local government is doing. Yeah. And it's. I always get concerned because nobody goes to these government meetings. You know, mm -hmm. no, I mean, and I understand you, everyone's busy. But if you do make an effort to go or if you try to look into what the government, your local government's talking about, it's very difficult because it's so inside baseball. Mm. If you don't have documents in advance, 
to sort of prime yourself on what they'll be discussing. It's like going into a room and people are talking Spanish yeah, yeah. if you don't speak Spanish. And that, yeah, that uh, still happens a lot, you know. And like, it's just it's you if can't you look at page seventeen column and it's like well, there's well, that, yeah. You know? But I mean, it's just like so transparency is just a way to try. To, I mean, you, you think I think I, I mean maybe I'm uh, uh, Pollyanna, but it's like you, you, the more you open up. Uh, the process and by sharing all what are you going to be talking about give those agenda packets make them available online to the whole world yeah yeah, yeah. it just you, you might encourage people more to not just be like ah because people have that knee-jerk reaction to government government's no good just like you know political party heads have the knee-jerk reaction to reporters ah they're no good but uh yeah, yeah anyway you, say, like the, you imagine like the 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 town resident trying to find information like you know, like you or I could go into it. Like we've, we've, you know, we're not afraid to just like not be jerks, but like, you know, it's say, you know, if, if the minutes aren't filed within a week, that's a violation or whatever, right. you know, would a, an average person, you know, talking to some government bureaucrat who's saying like, no, you know, get out of here. Would they be willing to do that? Yeah. Like, I wonder. And like one thing I was grateful January 26th, like after the Derby board of Alderman meeting, they voted on that uh, legal agreement which essentially, I, mean, I think it was just an out-of-sort, out-of-court settlement with the National Park Service or the U.S. Attorney's Office. You know, I just went up to the mayor and I said, can I have a copy of that? And and she just gave it to me. And uh, extremely important because then you're not, there's no spin in a legal document yeah. really. Here's what was signed. Here are the facts as laid out in this legal document You know, to which the alderman agreed to. So it just allows a matter-of-fact story uh, because there's obviously that's, you know, the, it's political season coming up and, you know, everyone wants to assign blame for things. That that document was what it was, mm -hmm. you know. So I was grateful for that. And, like, speaking of Derby, you know, we did another story on the WPCA. Um, eventually, my fellow residents at Derby are going to have to pay a couple hundred bucks a year for the $31 million sewer referendum we approved and I happened to randomly see that the mayor's office did a Facebook video uh, mm -hmm. where they recorded it. And it was just a real casual, really accessible discussion between the mayor, Lindsey King, who's the WPCA superintendent, and Jack Walsh, the now uh, the newish head of the WPCA, which is a volunteer appointed group. Uh, and they had they had a pretty good conversation. And I would recommend anybody uh, go watch it if you mm -hmm. want to know what's going up there, because that's, you know. That's a, a, a big bill that's going to be eventually coming after years, I guess, of uh, lack of maintenance and lack of attention to that, to our sewers in Derby. So, yeah, that's right. We're talking about sewers, people. Actually, an an another Derby story was the next sort of Give me a podcast. Group what of other podcast talks about sewage? Uh, oh, yeah. I thought you were going to bring out uh, some funny ones. I was hoping there were like some funny ones. You're bringing out like somebody bashing Shelton P and Z. Well, I mean, I was hoping, you know, it's didn't good to see people care about transparency. Man. Didn't Chris Bowen say anything amusing this week uh, or who are some of our I think funny Bowen, uh, hides his Facebook comments from me now? I don't know. Uh, but uh, like the Sterling Opera House, there was some. Uh, oh, we, we are. We we, uh, we just talked about that. The whole Sterling Opera House grant specifically like I, uh, I, I is it is it being like actively marketed like for sale? Well, I don't know. OK. I like don't know. Because yeah, like that seemed like a couple people picked up on that. Yeah, uh, that but, and I my my reaction was the same. I didn't know that was, you know, I know like uh, uh, Joseph Magani from the Seymour Architect right. had floated a plan to redevelop 
uh, former Mayor Steferi's uh, plaza on the green. And part of that was to take the opera house and turn it into something. Oh, so no. I guess the city is looking at, but yeah, it's true. It's one of those things that kind of came out in the meeting and it was said as if everybody in the room knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just I, a few was, comments like Stan music, uh, one of our most consistent commenters said, you know, Derby would not have this costly continuing liability problem if they sold this taxpayer drain years ago, like Ansonia sold their opera house. Years although ago. Ansonia's opera house is doing nothing. Well, I mean, Crave is in the bottom of it, but yeah, the rest of it is. Uh, is oh, I didn't empty. realize that was. Technically, I think that's the the. Same I thought it was owner. separate, but um, I don't know. Because well, I know it's the same owner. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, but, another comment was just Rosalie Coda saying the opera should never leave city hands. I've been total shock since hearing it's up for sale. Uh, people flipped out over cobblestones. I hope though all those people and the rest of the city come out and protest. Which you know, who knows if it's like are they trying desperately to sell it it doesn't seem yeah. like that but. although i you know in the, the state of the uh, uh state economy i'm trying to say i don't mm. know i mean are there any i, I think they've I mean, can they get any more they've sort of exhausted their grants for that thing i would think what else what and else then, uh Farrell's new headquarters uh these are all your stories elicited a lot of comments the, well, the uh derby story is yours uh that elicited a lot of comments uh peter michael tottenham this was the home of my foundation. Can you say that name again? That's an Peter awesome. Michael Tottenham. It reminds me that of. Sounds uh, like a, that sounds like a that's like a like a '60s era Donovan song or, or something. A, right? Tottenham Hotspur is a uh, uh, English football team. Uh, I don't but care. Like I, th- I don't know if it's like an area of London or not, based in North London. Uh, this was the home of my foundational career and trade as a journeyman. I spent 25 years working for Farrell, a great and formidable experience. Ben Muller said, check out all that public investment assisting a major employer. Richard Phil said, looks high tech, good for the valley. Didn't say, didn't somebody say something about they were trying to start a Facebook page for former Farrell employees from back in the day? I, oh, I think they, oh, I didn't see that one. It might have been on our Facebook page Let or there maybe, because now I, I've tweaked our Facebook commenting system. So what happens if you, if you comment okay, on valleyindy.org? Yeah. I have to approve it. I don't know. I don't know what I did. For some reason, those are. Uh, last night, somebody was like, "It says there's eight comments, but I don't see any." Okay, because like I was all just showed up at once. Yeah, I yeah. was like wiping my kid's butt, and I had needed yeah, yeah, Joe an hour to myself. Nazelski, I probably butchered that. Sorry, Joe, but he said a bit different now. It looks fantastic. Started in, I think he's talking about himself. Started in the Bridge Street plant, foam products. Now Target in 1973 to Derby, now Home Depot, when Bridge Street closed, and then to the CNC machines in the lower part of the main plant in the Ansonia Erector Shop. I started an old-timers page hoping to find some of the old-timers. Anyone, 1973 to 1988? Uh, but I, I don't see a link to that page, so... Yeah, I, I, I didn't uh, see that either. I, you know what, that. I was... Gonna, yeah, we, we've this is the second podcast we've recorded today. Uh the other one was Valley Sports Rewind, and I, when I saw that, I didn't get a chance to look on Facebook to see where that was. Oh, but maybe, maybe Farrell can... Corp Old Timers Club. I'm guessing I just searched Farrell Old Timers. Is there how many? Is there like members? Of it? We uh, should share that. Nine people like this, and nine people follow this. I'm going to make it ten right now. That is pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah. Oh yeah. It's the same guy who commented. So yeah. Cool. So maybe we could share that and and amplify that. Uh, voice on Facebook yeah, it's, it's, through our 13,000 yeah, strong yeah. Facebook page. Although like, I, I wrote get... that story. It's probably, I don't know, it's probably like 1,000, 1,500 words. But like, there, you know, if you, I could have written 3,000. You know, there's so much history there. Um, 
and like really significant, like there's, you know, major technological advances in, in, you know, like the rubber and plastics industry that have taken place in Ansonia. It's not, it's not like the most, Oh, just knocked over my phone. It's like, it's not the most terribly exciting stuff, but I I just think it's, you know, fascinating history. Then just randomly, this is going to post on February 6th. And though we just got an email, uh, the Derby Legislative Delegation announced they will be hosting monthly coffee hours on the third Friday of every month. This month, the coffee hour will be held on Friday, February 17th at the Valley Diner Restaurant from 8 to 9 a.m. And they've attached the flyer, and that is uh, Senator Logan, uh, Nicole Claritas Dietria, and Linda Gentile and uh, Themis Claritus bipartisan will be there, and I, I pronounced their last names two different ways. Yeah, so just one of them cover the bases. One yeah. of them's correct. That's why there was that hesitation. So that's coming up at the Valley Diner. That's on Route 34, eight to nine a.m. on Friday, February seventeenth. So what? I, I, I'm interrupting you in this really. We should call this the Blobcast, the Blabcast. What else you got? You got uh, this yeah. week in history, or you still got some other? No, that was that was it. I don't. You didn't do this week in history. You just thought, ah, uh, I recorded a podcast for sixty minutes, and you didn't think to do the one thing we do uh, every week. How are we going to end this now? It's going to be awkward. What? How are we? How are we doing for time here? I I believe we're done. So look, hey, look, I, this episode wasn't very good. What do you want? What do you want for nothing? We'll see you next week. <laughs>